0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'd like to personally thank you for listening and introduce you to the How podcast on discussions of mentoring, dentistry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. In this past year of 2020, I've had some pretty interesting and educational conversations with others that I decided to begin sharing. Mentoring and being mentored has always been a passion of mine, and I'd like to give back any insight that I can from the experiences of dental school into oral and maxillofacial surgery residency, to co-founding Top Professionals LLC, and even founding Vay Club. Now, one of my goals here is to identify and brainstorm our next steps. When everyone and everything around us is telling us what to do and why we should do it, I designed this podcast to attack the toughest challenge of all, the how. All right, let's get this party started. All right. You hear me?
1: Yeah, you hear, you hear
0: me okay? Sweet. Perfect. Yep. There we go. Awesome.
1: So, uh, yeah, thanks again for, for answering and picking up about this stuff. Now, it's
0: very confusing
1: trying to <laughs> figure out the school. Um, so, just trying to think things through. Um, of course, I know yeah. We,
0: Anything I can yeah. do. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. And so, I know we talked about some of this stuff, but I did have more uh, in-depth questions, and I figured for the recording, we can go through some of the same questions I had, um, If that's if that's good with you. Definitely. It's great. Cool. All right. So I guess the first thing is that I'll give the intro again, is that I, I do want to keep the door open for specializing and I'm kind of between, uh, I think maybe the last time we spoke, I was kind of between all the schools. So Michigan, Penn, Buffalo, and Stony Brook, but I think I've kind of narrowed it down to just Buffalo and Stony Brook um, just because Why is I that? think that, yeah. So, so Michigan, I kind of realized that for the out-of-state tuition, I, I don't know if it's worth it because I can essentially get the same experience from Buffalo or Stony Brook. So, and I also had to take another prereq so for in my last semester. So, I just didn't think it was uh the best choice there for that reason.
0: Oh, um, that makes a lot of sense. I like your your logic and reasoning there. Yep.
1: Right. And it also the other thing is like with Michigan it's like you know, coming from New York and, and I visited the, the campus a few times and I'm, you know, I like you know, being part of that football culture and things like that. But, you know, they, people from Michigan essentially view Michigan as I would as Stony Brooker or a Buffalo. So yeah, like there's hype, you know, it would be a new fun environment, but like, again, I can get the same thing from the Stony or Buffalo and not pay the $100,000 premium for, you know, football games, for example. Um, yeah. So, wow. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> so that's that. And then, um, you Penn. Uh, I just think it's way too expensive. I mean, I have I have some undergraduate undergraduate loans, and so I'd be adding that to uh, the five hundred thousand of of Penn, and I just don't want to put myself in a hole like that because I obviously want to be able to like live and enjoy my life and not, you know, I want to buy a house one day, so I just don't know how long that would take me to pay back. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of that logic there. Um, yeah, so I'm kind mm-hmm. of like fifty-fifty split between Buffalo and Stony Brook, uh, where where we are today. Um, but it really comes down to this whole idea of specializing. So I know that Stony Brook, um, uh, I've been advised a few times to kind of narrow it down to Penn and Stony Brook, if I'm trying to keep the door open for oral surgery. Um, and I know
0: things that's can a change. Very good advice.
1: Yeah. And I know things can change. Um, and, and that's why, you know, I don't want to put myself in a Penn situation where let's say I want to just do a GPR and then I'm, I paid all that money for something I could have gotten from Buffalo. So there's, there's Ooh, that. and then, That's
0: a great point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So I guess if we could talk about just generally, you know, about the CBSE exam uh, when you start preparing for it and then kind of just like that support uh, you would have at Stony Brook, because I know it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like they're they're more encouraging. If you do indicate that you want to specialize compared to Buffalo, Um, Buffalo apparently has been known to train, you know, mostly train general practitioners. Um, And so I'm just wondering if you could speak to kind of the culture and the prep for the exam, and then we'll go from there.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, look, the support is in the fact that Stony Brook places so many more every single year, and on top of that, by placing so many more in a smaller class size, the percentages just are not, they're not comparable when you look at Stony Brook versus Buffalo. Buffalo is fantastic. They produce tremendous dentists, yeah. um, but as far as just the numbers of placing into a specialty, the history, the track record only Brook is, is you, you just can't compare it. Penn also has a grad, as you know, they place excellent numbers into specialties. Buffalo places into specialties, but the percentages, are, the numbers are lower compared to Stony Brook, And then looking at the percentages, it's just, it's not as in your favor it's doable. Oh, it is doable. And that I don't think the CBSE scoring, well um, we'll go into that next, but it's, it's doable from anywhere you go. Um, it's really a mindset. But it's just it it was it would be easier just because the you have a, a history and a track record of it at, at Stony Brook and that's what I put above everything else. It was the smaller numbers, so I'm going to get more hands-on attention if I'm just going into going into anything in dentistry. Um, which realistically would have been fine, Buffalo versus Stony Brook. However, just the individualized attention and then adding on that history. It's like okay, well, how am I going to go anywhere else? That's what it was for me. Um, Now, and I'm not trying to sell Stony Brook to you because I want you to know that I do believe that I personally would have fit in better in an environment that was um, produced, and um, I would have been. The environment of Buffalo is much more conducive to my kind of lifestyle, where I like to, I like to hang out, like go right from school to the gym to the cafeteria to the library with your classmates and friends the entire time. Like we're all on the same schedule. We're all on the same page here let's, the entire day. And then, you know, you go back to your rooms and whatever. But, like, I felt that I got along with a multitude of, of the students at Buffalo when I went on these trips. And I felt like okay. it was like the people that I went with from Stony Brook on these trips had just a different mentality, um, which is fine. You know, some of my best friends are in my class at Stony Brook. Now, okay. Now, but I picked it for, the specializing, the more individualized attention, which I think are the two most important things, but then you add on, I mean, you're close to home with family as well. So that's, that was another big thing for me because my grandmother's sick. Um, now, getting into an environment for spurring the mentality of taking the CVC or other exams for, for that matter, for specializing, well, it is helpful that Stony Brook... Uh, the first, basically the majority of the first year, you're taking all the medical school classes with medical students, right? You're you're spending the first five, six months in the medical school. Okay. Now is, is that, I I guess that helps as far as studying for the CVSE, because let's go into the CVSE specifically. Um, The CVSE is the comprehensive basic science examination that dental students need to take. It consists of 200 questions that are basically replicas or exactly taken from the step one exam, which is the first board exam for medical students. The CBSE is 200 questions long. It's broken up into four blocks of 50 questions each with a 15 to 30 minute halftime in between uh, the first hundred and second hundred questions. Now, how do you study for this? You basically use all the same materials that the medical students study for their step one exam. All right. Mm-hmm. So of course it, you could look at it as being beneficial that you took all those classes in the medical school with the medical students. Um, And I mean, maybe on average the Stony Brook dental students do better on the CBC compared Mm. to the Buffalo student CBC. This is not confirmed though. I don't, I don't know if that, if that is true. Um, I just know that uh, the, the mentality of like, we were all going in on it on studying for the CBC at, but then we also use different materials. Like one of my good friends uh, from Buffalo, he did well on the CVSC, but I think it was a combination of, like, the ranking is one thing. The CVSC score is another thing. And then uh, that's it. maybe the third thing here is, is that it was Buffalo, where they don't produce as many oral surgery residents. Um, but Stony Brook, eliminate the ranking, so I don't have a ranking. Two, my CVSC scores, it's a passing medical score medical school step one score and then three uh it's stony brook which has a huge track record of placing out a handful to two handfuls of uh, oral surgery residents per year so is okay. it, does that answer that question kind of set the scene
1: yeah definitely it definitely seems like there's you know of course it happens from any school um and you know you can the only thing I, I question, though, is that, so of course the specializing rate, right, is like high at Stony Brook. But is that because there's more people who go into Stony Brook wanting to specialize? Or is it, you know, there's a bunch of Buffalo people who ultimately have to make a decision if they want to keep pursuing it? Um, like, if you know what I'm saying. Like,
0: is, is it just. Yeah, I know on- what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, like, that's it's, it's too You also have to look at the individual classes, uh, the, the attitudes of each class is also different from year to year. You know, like last year, only two students from Stony Brook went into Ulster. Four applied, two actually matched, and the other two had to do an intern year. Uh, this year, I mean, we all have eight plus interviews. I have fourteen. My buddy Ian had seventeen. Wow. Wow. Uh, there's a there's a very high chance that all four of us will match. Will we? We'll see. You know, we, we have, you and me we have to have our follow up phone call because I want to kind of see where where, where you chose and, and whatnot. But right. um then the year before that, I mean five placed into oral surgery, so it's like it's the class uh, mentality and attitude as far as going to it, it, it changes from year to year. Okay. Now, a Stony Brook student had mentioned that uh,
1: she kind of wanted to keep the whole oral surgery thing on the low because once you're kind of like then tart like marked as you know, oh, this person's going for oral surgery. Did you feel that at all? That that you kind of wanted to keep it on the right
0: This this is a spectacular question and. I did feel that that is a very common attitude as far as specializing at Stony Brook. And I am the complete opposite of this attitude because I am a camaraderie person. I'm a teamwork person. I started a group me group as well as a text group with people in our class and people in other classes to kind of brainstorm it and shoot like exam dates and exam materials. And what'd you think of this? And, and, you know, like, like wishing everyone a good luck on the February 8th of two, 2020 CBSE exam kind of thing. But, yes, okay. unfortunately, and this is unfortunately, there is the attitude and mindset that you want to keep it on the low that you're studying mm-hmm. for the exam, which I feel personally, I feel that's the wrong attitude because I want us to get through it all together versus the, the idea that by proclaiming that you have interest in oral surgery, that, that there's a target put on the back of your head. And I do feel that I was the first person to say that, that like, I mean, I I knew that I was interested in oral surgery from day one, but I took the standpoint to say, I'm most interested in this. I'm willing on organizing club meetings, whatever you will, but mostly uh, the conference, having a conversation on what it's going to take for us, not me, but us to get into oral surgery together. That was the standpoint I took for it. And that's what I tried to push in our class. Um, And I I think, I think maybe it helped, but I know, yeah, and you're younger than me, it's a lot of it is hidden, which is what I try not to, to uh, lead by example. I try to say, put your foot down, just say you're interested in it. Doesn't mean you have to do it, but it means it shows that you're interested and you're proactive in, you know, striving towards getting into it. And I hope that that would encourage others to help you and for you to help them. Okay yeah it's
1: interesting because the ranking if there's no ranking, you'd think that you know there wouldn't be that attitude, but I mean <laughs> you think our, that right <laughs> yeah, so so I guess segueing into the next question is, are you compared in a residency okay so here here's something that came up with penn uh sure. and so okay, so let's say there are fifteen people who want to do an uh, an oral surgery residency, right they're mm-hmm. not going to take all fifteen of you because everyone is going to be you know, having a good score from Penn, everyone's going to have all the externships. So are you compared against your class, like the other people applying from your school, or are you compared in like a national pool?
0: Oh, absolutely. Both. Both. Okay. That's that's a very good question. Spectacular question, honestly, Brandon. And the answer is both. Some okay. interviews I got and we, all four of us applied to, and I was the only one to get it there. Some, some, my, my class, Ian, all four of us applied to, some he only got. Um, and then another classmate, he he got interviews at places we all applied to. So, of course, they so that's proof that they compare you to your – and they're taking I, – I mean, trying to think of where does this come. So, they're looking at all the Sternberg applicants, all the Penn applicants, all the – and they're taking the top one, maybe if it's a bigger pool, because we only have four, if it's maybe a pool of 15 let's say. Maybe they're taking one, two, or three from there uh, that they consider to be the top applicants for their program. Now – Uh, One of my classmates, my buddy, he got a tremendous – it's like second-top score on the CBC in the country. It was the highest score Stony Brook ever got. Wow! Um, wow. But in some cases, I got the interview, and no way, I was nowhere near him. I mean, he he more than – like he got like 20 more points than me on this exam, but I I still passed. And I guess the way some programs looked at it is that I guess they felt that I would be geared more towards fitting in at their program versus him. Now, it, it has nothing to do with this personality. It has everything to do with the numbers on the application.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, right? I, I so, thought,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Oh, and then and then to so that's one side of it where, yes, they do in some cases, some residency programs compare you to everyone else after school. Some programs, uh, for example, this year, Montefiore, three of us applied, and all three of us got interviews there. because. But I think that's because we were all extern there. So some programs don't compare you to your classmates and they look at it like he's interested in us. This guy has great scores, great academic records. I want into and then for this case three of us did and we extern there. So they rewarded that. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing that the word reward is like something that the residency programs will reward you for having good grades and like seeking out the externships and really making yourself as valuable as possible. And it's not all going to be just based on your score, for example. But, you know, obviously that's important. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so.
1: Okay. So uh, also in terms of pen, I saw that there's almost an expectation that you have to get above an 80. I think it is, is like, which is like, I was looking at something. It's almost like, again, I don't know how it's exactly scored, but it's, if you wanted to compare it to the DAT, right, you can get like a 75 or, or like a 70. And that's maybe like an 18 on the DAT where it's like, you know, you're good enough to be like in the running. And then if you get, like, a 75, you're like, that's almost like a 20 on the DAT, whereas, like, an 80-plus is like a 22 on the DAT. And so I don't know if you can compare it like that, but it's like – it seems like if you go to the Ivy, you have to maybe score – you know, there's a certain expectation, whereas state school, you can just score well amongst the people that are applying from your school. Is that true? Uh,
0: I don't think so. I I honestly don't think so. I think your school says one thing and your score says another because they base you – against the other applicants in the country pretty much okay. like solely on that CVSE score. Cause it's the same exam. You're all taking it. Everyone's classes are different. So everyone's GPA is going to be different. Everyone's rank is therefore going to be different. The name of the school says one thing, your rank says another thing. And the CVSE score says another thing. Um, also I would correct that. The 80 is a spectacular score. I would say the number Typically, I was told this, and it seems to just about hold true. The number, I think, is a 70, actually, on the CVSE. Got it. Cool.
1: Um, Okay. And then in terms of, okay, let's say everything goes well. Then how do you – where do you apply, and how do you – how does that work? And then I know there's four-year six-year programs, and so, you know, do you elect to apply to those, or it's kind of just –
0: like, if you could explain that process a little bit, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it changes. Sometimes the four-year is more competitive. We, right now, the four-year seems to be more competitive than the six-year programs, predicated on the fact that most of these schools save NYU. All the other schools that are six-year programs, those two years you have to pay for because you're paying for the medical school classes to get the MD. Um, I, yeah, I think that's pretty much as As far as – so you mean – like how what to apply for it now you, and you know this but you got years to, to figure that you're going to want to figure out are you geared more towards getting the MD as an oral surgeon or do you want to just go into oral surgery maybe uh get the shorter, not have to pay for the two years and maybe you want to do more bread and butter uh oral surgery you want to stay more involved with the community family dentists or do you want to go into academia and re- end or research then the md is geared more towards it maybe you want to teach the ND gives you a more holistic approach to your training because you're seeing more of the medical side and maybe that's going to help you. You got to figure out what you want to do, how you want to do it, what your niche is and how you want to get there. Okay. Yeah. I would have no idea right now about any of that, but (laughs) it's, yeah. And you're going to be trying to figure out your way. Okay, cool. Um,
1: Okay. And then I think that was like the majority of CBSC questions. Um, I guess – oh, so the Stony – can you describe Stony Brook's relationship that the school has with so with their residency program, for example? Like they have an OMFS residency program at Stony Brook?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. uh, it's considered – it's not Stony Brook's oral surgery, but it's, it's considered uh, LIJ. Okay. Um, it's through Northwell – LIJ is now Northwell. So, like, most literally it's Northwell um, and Zucker School of Medicine's – Zucker School of – that's Hofstra's medical school. And um, it's affiliated with Hofstra Medical School, LIJ, which is now Northwell, and they they rotate. It's pretty much centered at Stony Brook, though. It's confusing because like they rotate through different buildings, but the name is LIJ or Northwell, but they I would say centered at Stony Brook Hospital.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and then the last uh, the last thing for this for CVSC is so let's say I decide to do a GPR, and then. Do I still need to take the CBSE exam? Like, let's say I decide, let's say I go through the four years, I want to do a GPR, and then two years after that, I'm like, you know what, I actually want to do oral surgery. Do I need to then go back and take the CBSE exam again, or then it's, it's then just based on my experiences in the field?
0: No, completely. You have to take the CBSE again. Yes. Okay. Or okay. just cool. add, add, you need to have a score. You maybe not okay. take it again, but you do need a CBSE score to okay. apply. Cool. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Is there anything, anything else, maybe around that you'd want to answer? I mean, like at, at Stony Brook, it's very understood that you need to. Other schools also, I know, like Harvard, they're given a certain number of weeks off in one of their or two of their summers to take exams like that to to explore externship opportunities. Um, we didn't necessarily have that at Stony Brook. I mean. You get, I think, four weeks off between your second and third year, and you're supposed to get three weeks off between your third and fourth years. And that's, I had loaded that up with my internships. So I didn't really, I wasn't really going to have a summer. I was also selected to go to Madagascar. That's one of the the big outreach missions, Sony Brook had, which was canceled because of COVID. But um, that's that's something to put into account because even though you took uh, medical school classes, and maybe a lot of it overlaps with what you need to study for the CBSE. You also have to put in account that like no matter what, you need to learn this stuff on your own until however long it's gonna take, until you know it. And sometimes that takes a lot of uh distractionless, like distraction free time to study, which isn't like a night. It's not like a couple of weekends, it's like a month to two months of just studying all day every day. And you know, you need weeks off from school to do that. Okay. Yeah, so you really, it's kind of hard to do it
1: while you're directly taking, you know, fulfilling your requirements in, in dental school.
0: It's very difficult because then you're, yeah. you're focusing on, say, for example, third year, you're really in the clinic a lot. Now you're focusing on fulfilling requirements, doing clinical examinations, just treating patients. There's a person in the chair. You need to know everything about them. And, and you know, that's, it's obvious. But now multiply that by you also are taking classes in your third year. You also have examinations for those classes. And now, add on, you're getting out at 5, 5.30 every day. You get up at 6 o'clock. Like now is when you get to study. That's only like four to five hours in the evening. Maybe you get another hour or two in the morning before you go in. But it's it's broken up. It's There's distractions in it. And it's something to take into account. Having more time off from school, I felt was beneficial. Okay. That's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I guess to go back a little bit. So exactly what you were saying about Buffalo being seems like the vibe that I I really think would be really good for me. Uh it kind of has the feel of an undergrad where it's like, you know, you're with the same people, you're taking the classes together. And you also mentioned that Stony Brook was like more of a commuter feel at times um and there were some weekends where, you know, you texted people and they maybe weren't around because they were home, for example. And I know I won't get that as much at Buffalo, but I also understand that regardless of where I go, there's people at all different walks of like, you know, different stages of their life. Like, you know, it's not like everyone's ready to just like go hang out on the weekends. Like people have, you know, families maybe. It's like kind of a different it's like a graduate school feel. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I would so, say it that way.
1: Okay. Now that's that's the problem is that uh, you know, like you meant think I went to a Buffalo webinar yesterday. Uh, well, didn't go, go anywhere. I just listened to one. Um, and uh, basically they were talking about, you know, all the fun things that the class does together. And it seems like really awesome that the class is mm-hmm. larger for that reason. And you have more opportunities and, and things like that, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the area. And then Stony Brook, I know it would, on paper, it's like where I need to be. Uh, but it's just hard to choose between the two. Because, like, I don't want to put myself at a disadvantage and then get to Buffalo and then realize, you know, I know I'm going to have to study a lot on my own for the CBSE regardless of where I go. But, like, I don't want to get to Buffalo and then be like, I'm factored factor out of the equation because I just can't, because I didn't learn the stuff in class. So it's really hard to make that decision without knowing, honestly.
0: This is, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be at all whatsoever. And I don't want you to, pers- like, kind of go one way based on just the students around you. For one, or based on the history of the school. Because, look, the, the facts are that, yeah, and, and you know, you could do whatever you want if you go to either one of the schools. But the, the facts are that if you go to Stony Brook and maybe it's it's got a different um, social environment from what you think you'd thrive in, well, guess what? You're going to find students to hang out with on weekends, to study with on weekends, and you will thrive. At, at Buffalo, you're going to have those students. And maybe in order to thrive at Buffalo, maybe you think that you want to because they don't have necessarily the track Mm -hmm. record and history of, of Stony Brook placements and the numbers, but you will find the time that you need and the materials that you need. And you know what? Like the, um, a lot of us, we started these, uh, group me chats. You're going to be able to find those with students at other schools in the same position you are studying for the same exam or exams. Like you will find where you need to be there. I think you want to make an Excel sheet where you factor in all these and you scale it with one out of two or one out of three, what you're looking for. So maybe the environment's better when it, so they get three points, maybe the placing into residency, they get three points versus one point. Right. And right. then you kind of figure out, but it's, it might come down because it, it's very torn between these two and I don't think you could really, it's going to come down to other things like the financials. It's going to be come down to um, the distance from home distance from friends it could come down to you know like a living arrangements that's what i I think it's probably it's going to come down to other things you got to look at the full picture it can't just be one thing or the other
1: yeah it's just so hard to know these things because yeah as you know it's like this information is not easily accessible unless you're actually talking with people um you're going to get you know a million different opinions from five different people for example so it's it's crazy it's very tough to get through this stuff
0: um, but what yeah. I, what I'm trying to to suggest here is because I and I want you to make the best decision for mm-hmm. you but I think that's going to come down to you and your excel sheet and it's going to come out to be like a 5 point difference between one school and another or another two that's that's what it's con- going to come down to it's not just going to be like a, a neck and neck thing and what you have to do is you have to, you can't tally up the points as you're doing mm-hmm. it you have to do it so you can't see what the totals are so it's most unbiased and then you tally yeah. it up at the end and you see what the, the total is okay
1: would you say that? I think I probably asked you, but like, do you really feel like happy about Stony Brook? Apart, like, obviously, professionally, you're going to get where you want to go. But if you take that out of the equation, what are your thoughts? Like, if that if that wasn't any part of the decision to go to Stony Brook, like, if if it's like the honest account.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, well, one thing is, and, and other things, I got to work. So I started to develop an interest back way back in high school and in college because. I come to the gym one day, and there are these guys dressed in all black in high school. I used to go to the gym before I, in, in high school. And there right. were these three or four guys dressed in all black, always cracking up. They seemed like they were having the greatest time. They, they looked like a bunch of like Italian mafia construction workers, company owners, right? And, and right, they were having right. a great time, right? And then it was two – it was two years after that. I'm a sophomore in college. I'm about to take or or freshman in college I'm about to take organic chemistry. And my friend's mom, she's a nurse, she goes, Oh, you're about to take organic chemistry. You should ask Mario and Nick. They they they're dentists. They would love to oh, they all got A's on that stuff. You should ask them what, what you should do to get an A. And so I did. Now I find out they're they're dentists. One of them is an oral surgeon. Now they're mentoring me what to do for organic chemistry. Oh, coming into the office. You gotta take if you're gonna take the MCAT, take the DAT2, you know. So they mentored me through college now. I didn't take the MCAT at all. I went all in on dental. But but basically, one of them actually became faculty. Um, he's a part-time attending at Stony Brook Dental School. So he, he got I I've, I've worked with him on patients. Like I wouldn't have got that in Buffalo. So for me, it became my story of my interest in dentistry and my, the beginnings of the road into it, the journey, started with these guys, and they're local. So for me, I, I had roots in the area that I wanted to keep. Um, it was motivation. I mean, I, I lifeguarded every Sunday morning until COVID hit, and I got to see them still. So it was like it, there was a lot more involved, and I think that's going to be your answer. There's going to be a lot more involved than you know at one school or the other.
1: Okay.
0: regardless of getting into a residency, regardless of, you know, who surrounds you because motivation a lot of times is is self-motivation. It's internal. It's predicated on your journey, not anyone else's.
1: Right. Yeah. My uh, friend was telling me, it's like, he said, if you only got into one school, you would go to that school and you would just make the best of the situation. You would do everything you can. You will. And so, I don't, it's hard to, you know, I can't, like you said, I need to look at the whole picture. I can't just look at these, these things. I I won't know who's in my class, you know, or who my friends will be until I'm actually there. So that, you know, I can't think about these things ahead of time too much. Um, I don't know. But it's good that you're aware
0: of it and you take it into account. Look, just how much time do you have before you need to make the decision? Uh, The 15th. I need to put a deposit down. So you got 15 days. Yeah, it's plenty of time. You, get it, you got to yeah. sleep on it. Make this Excel sheet. Even if it doesn't tell you anything, maybe you've thought of one more uh, factor that you didn't think of before. Maybe you, you see one more. Th- maybe something was like number 12 on your list of priorities, and now it made the top five. Like, it's it's right. good to explore all ways to figure it out, but just be patient on it. The answer is going to come. I don't want you to worry about that you're under the gun or anything. You know, just, just take your time and, and talk to everyone you can about this stuff. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you've definitely uh this was good. Thank you again. Of course. Um, yeah, but be, be patient with it. Don't force anything. You know, you're gonna be in the shower having a beer one day and you're gonna be like, you know what? That's that's <laughs> what I'm really you gotta envision yourself. Like, okay, you put the deposit down, you get the the whole thing. Where do you envision yourself being most comfortable, most motivated, and most importantly, the happiest? That's that's something you gotta be like completely relaxed you got to be in the state where you're not stressed or feeling any pressure because then you're going to really think about the time when it's it's a saturday morning you don't have to do anything but what is motivating you to actually get up and study for the cbfc because like every weekend it's going to come down to something like that okay that
1: makes sense yeah i gotta think i got you. like you said i got to Think of number twelve on the list and really evaluate. It. Maybe it's more important or, or things like that.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's about uh, what you value most, not me. Right. Definitely. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm definitely going to. I'm definitely
1: going to do things. that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let me close them. You doing yeah, fun that, for New Year's? Uh, so I'm actually in Florida. Uh, that was, it was the last time I talked to you. I was on Long Island, coming Now I'm in Florida. Um, I'm just a grandparent. Well, I mean, it's not like one of the exciting vacations. Just the grandparents desperately needed visiting. It's been way too, like, literally way too long. So we had to just do a quick start. And then, so we're here till tomorrow. So
0: we'll see. I,
1: I don't know think I'll have New Year's plans this year. But, I mean, COVID anyway. So
0: whatever. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to, you know, warm my fingers up so they don't fall off up here in New York. <laughs> yeah. Is it bad? Is this, is, was it snowing even past couple of days or no? no? No, no, no. It's And it's not that bad. Uh, I just went for a run yesterday, and yeah. it was so windy in Central Park. I was like, I, where did this come from? I, I mean, it was like 40 degrees. All of a sudden, I get there. It feels like 30, and I'm and I'm trying to run. I can't even feel my toes. It was, it was just one of those, like, oh, man, I should have dressed a little warmer. Than, you know, <laughs> do, you, do you go to the um, Stony Brook gym, or do you go to a gym, like, just somewhere on Long Island?